0: He e tēnei, nā
1: te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nokise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness. From my safe place, the shower, with fried chicken. This episode, I'm talking to New Zealand journalistic legend and massive public enemy fan, John Campbell. We'll talk about tackling traumatic stories. The clutters in my bones now. The clutters like marrow. The stories, the sadness, the
0: injustice. Tackling PC culture. I just Mm. think, actually, given that you don't like PC, go fuck yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And tackling rugby. We did alternative rugby commentaries with a very heightened sense of homoeroticism. (laughs) I mean, really, is there a more homoerotic game in the world
1: than rugby? Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects... So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food. And join us, eating fried chicken in the shower. John Campbell, serious question to start with. Yeah. Are you the baddest in all of New Zealand journalism? Uh,
0: Am I? I'd like to be. Yeah. Yeah, as I get older... I want to shine light in the corners. So journalists talk a lot about speaking truth to power. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much interested in that any longer <laughs> right. because power has access to the media. Power's always talking. Power yeah. talks. So power has, power has media managers and PR people and they put out media releases. I'm kind of interested in the people who are powerless. Yeah. For me, that's the really great challenge of journalism now. How do we find them? How do we reflect their voices without being condescending, without being tokenistic or whatever? And so you don't be a bad motherfucker those people, you mm. find them and you listen. I think,
1: and then you're a bad mother to the yeah,
0: people. Yeah, hopefully, in
1: yeah. And so, what's going on here? See, because you do actually remind me of Jules from Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson. Whoa. The one is like, I want to walk. Yeah, the and Yeah, and
0: then, before he kills people, he does
1: this, bit of yeah, scripture, this big scripture, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and he his whole yeah. thing is walking the earth and meeting people and being all righteous and helping out, and that's yeah. his vibe. I think of you when I think of New Zealand journalism. That I that's think that nice, makes that's me that's John a nice, That's a nice thing to say. Thank you, John. That's what I do. Now, Thank what you. chicken are we having?
0: Well, well, this crispy here. This is from number one in uh, number one in Newmarket. All that's right, let's open it Where? Up. Oh, look at oh, that! Nice oh, flip. Look at that. Is that on that? Look at. That. <laughs> oh, What's up, my G? <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. That's good. That's Korean. There, Korean, Korean people. I think actually, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I actually have a sneaking suspicion they may be. Almost like cornflakes
1: Oh wow that's, yeah. that is, that's your number one mm, chicken Number one chicken By the railway
0: station in Newmarket Really, mm. really good Oh man mm, So good that's And also f- no grease mm. Actually I don't want to shame KFC But KFC, if you squeeze this chicken No grease comes out <laughs> Look at my fingers Hardly any grease on them
1: There's no shame on KFC here No They bring shame on themselves sometimes. Yeah I'm a bit concerned about your clothes With all of this Yeah uh, In what no, respect it's just in terms of getting grease on your jeans, yeah, and I'm where?
0: wiping my hands on my jeans. I know, do you which I tell my son not to do. Do you want a paper towel? Well, I've got, I've got this one. Okay, yeah, okay. thank you very much. I can do it through my hair later.
1: I mean, I love the fact you've you've come into my safe space yeah. in a suit. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I mean, I know you've you've got work in the mornings and that, but I, I've no, I don't think I've ever seen you outside. Of no,
0: it's dress ups for me. I feel yeah. very safe in a suit. Yeah, yeah. So you get, See, the thing about being a, a white dude, a middle class yeah. white dude, is that if, everyone, if anyone sees you in a suit, they think there's a middle class white dude in a suit. Yeah. Whereas if I wore a t-shirt or, a, or ripped jeans or whatever, I'd be making a statement about myself that would be defining in ways that I just don't have the energy for. Right. So wearing a suit is just, it's almost like an invisibility cloak. Yeah, okay. No one looks at a white dude in a suit. <laughs> Cause, I mean, because 98% of white dudes of my age in my class dress like this Right So you just think, oh
1: So is it kind of like a, a mental health thing of just like keeping the drama yeah, low? It probably is I mean, I've never put it in those terms before mm-hmm. But sometimes
0: mm-hmm. I find the effort of being, the effort of being scrutinised and being on show mm. kind of exhausting Yeah And so I'm not going to add to it in any way yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do anything that that gives people anything else to to say. Oh, look, there's John Campbell. Look, what he, what the hell is he wearing?
1: Yeah. So I just dress like this, and no one is ever going to a- ask that question. It's weird you said it though, because as a person of color mm. who travels around mm. foreign cities, mm. I completely relate to this. Mm. One of the things my, my mother, bless her, used to tell me off was, "Why are you wearing hoodies? Like you like, sure if you're in Wellington." We feel comfortable wearing a hoodie, but why are you going to cities like London? You know how they look at people wearing hoodies. Why give them an excuse? And she was so concerned about me walking around wearing hood. And to be fair to my mum, London's rules on young people with hoodies very harsh, and the attitude's f-
0: very. Oh yeah, and, and so and, uh, is it p- p- predominantly people of colour who wear hoodies in? Yep. London? so yep. is that a well, racist? No, thing? No, Absolutely it's not, no.
1: It's not predominantly people of colour who wear hoodies in London. It's predominantly people of colour who wear hoodies who are stopped. In London. in London. And my mum, bless her, wasn't trying to reinforce stereotypes. Was just saying, this is the way the world is. Why make it easier for them to get and, you? And this is an
0: absolute fascinating discussion, isn't it? So do you think I'm going to make life easy for myself mm-hmm. because uh, I don't want to be harangued? Or are you going to think, actually, fuck you. Yeah. you know? How dare you? Yeah. And are you going to wear the hoodie because you have every right to wear a hoodie? And I think that's an ongoing discussion in many cultures. Yeah, it is. You know? There's a great short story I just read, I think, called Friday Black. A young American writer Whose name's completely slipped my mind But he talks about Getting dressed in the morning Thinking Today I'm just going to Dial down the blackness <laughs> I'm going to wear A Ralph that. Lauren shirt yeah. Or whatever yeah. Yeah. And he rates himself On a scale of 1 to 10 How black am I today Isn't yeah. that eg-? Whereas I Every day I'm just the same degree of whiteness I never think about that shit I never That's privilege isn't it That's yeah, the very yeah. definition Of a privilege Never having to think if I dress like this, am I going to be harangued when I walk through the city? I and mean, we were talking about this the other day, weren't mm-hmm. we? The, the, the discretion we were talking about this at work, the discretion mm-hmm. that police have to, to now not prosecute people with dope. So mm-hmm. let's think. They pick up some kids in a VW Golf driving back to Herne Bay. They've got a little bit of weed in the glove box. Uh, are they more or less likely mm-hmm. to take those kids into the top cop shop? There's some kids in a bashed up $800 car. Yeah. That's heading out south. Some brown kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We would hope that it's completely 50-50. hmm but we all know still the weight of probability is that the brown kids are going to be more likely to get the tr- trip to the cop shop than the white kids, aren't they?
1: I mean, statistically in, in my life, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you've got an affinity with the Pacific. Would that yeah. be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that comes from, like, you know, like you went to Wellington Cole? Yeah, I did. And if you go to Wellington Cole, like, I back one, in yeah. the day. So 70s. There
0: was no brown kids at Wellington Cole. Yeah, maybe twenty. Right. Right. And I didn't know any brown kids. I grew up in, you know, Mount Vic Roseneath. Yeah. But, I, didn't, I didn't know brown kids.
1: But, you know, you're at Wellington Cole, and for people who don't know Wellington, you go a kilometre up the road, you're in Newtown. Mm. That's where all my family was. Yeah, but were they in the zone? Did they go to Wellington Cole? Oh, wrong tie. Mm. You know, once Wellington Cole got serious about rugby, they, they were definitely yeah, in the zone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Did you play? Yeah, I love rugby
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you're I think you're well documented As a hurricane fan Yeah, singer.
0: yeah, yeah My son plays One of the joys of my life Is watching my son play rugby On Saturdays Yeah? He's 15 Yeah, it's beautiful It right. makes me It's just some of Watching my daughter do her dance And my son plays ballet are some of the happiest moments In my yeah. Really, truly
1: Yeah, in my life and, um, what's, your, what's your position Positions your son play? Halfback Halfback? Yeah Oh, good, crafty Yeah, he is <laughs> <laughs> He is He's
0: starting to become A really good halfback Yeah? I'm proud of him Yeah, that's yeah, He's right. brave We don't, I think we don't hear much about your your family. No, I don't talk about them. They have the right to privacy. Hmm. Yeah, they just have the right to have a life that is independent of who their father is. They didn't choose to have me as a father. There are times when. You know, we're out, and there have been many, many, many occasions where having me as a dad has provided a terrible weight on whatever occasion we were having. All right. Yeah, you know that I've been... We were at Eden Park recently, and we were queuing up. My son and I were queuing up for a hot dog or whatever before the game. Mm -hmm. Two guys, just two total assholes in front of us, started talking very loudly about how how much they dislike me. Oh, fuck them. And and it absolutely ruins your experience of the game. And my son, my 15-year-old son, is standing there. Of course he's overhearing it. Yeah, And you think, what do we do? Do we go home? Do I say something to them? Or do we just pretend it's not happening? And that's a kind of constant. So you don't want to add to it by mm. saying, "Hey, everyone, meet my kids." Fuck that. They're entire of themselves. You know, they're great kids, and I'm proud of
1: them. They they deserve to have lives independent of who their father is. Right? Yeah. All kids do. I think that's. One of the untold pressures mm. of people in a public life. Yeah, it's not a, for me. Mm. I've never ever conflated. My, I've never confused
0: my private life with my public life. I've never ever done a Women's Day spread at home. I've never, <laughs> you know, I've never ever. When we, we when we were selling, oh, we only ever sold a house once, but. Mm. When we were selling, we didn't say to the hero, "Come and do a feature," and he, you mm-hmm. know, and then you've you know, so you, you know, I didn't do any of that. I just you just don't. You've got to have a private life, otherwise this job will drown you.
1: Is that and so that is a, a mental health strategy. Yeah, for you? Absolutely, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: So that when you go home, it's a safe place. Yeah. Right. Or um, or it's just not a scrutinized place. Yeah.
1: What what is a safe place for John Campbell?
0: Um, the car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Listening to music. Listening to music.
0: Yeah. Right. Home is a safe place. Yeah. Friends, safe place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen to music is my safe. It was really my safe place. Yeah. What kind of music we're talking about? I listen to two types of music. Mm -hmm. I listen to um, uh, very, very sad kind of indie stuff. I used to listen to a lot of Flying Nun too. I still, still do. So I like jingle jangle, Mm -hmm. kind of adult pop music that sounds like nursery rhymes, really. And then I like sad, the sad music, mostly sung by women. Oh yeah. And then, and I like hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah, a lot. Okay. Talk, what, what era are we talking? Oh no, about? I like uh, yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I think one of the I, I think I don't like classic hits. Yeah, I'm just not interested in them. Mm. And even though I like old school hip hop and used to listen to it all the time, I'm just not that interested in it because it's had it's been. Right. Whereas for me, I think one of the profound things about hip hop is the risks they're taking, the audacity, the capacity. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of um. You know, some t- There's a song The second song On Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy album Or whatever it's called mm-hmm. Where he starts off With a little bit of What's almost like a American songbook or Almost orchestral mm. yeah. And then he goes into Sort of Californian dream pop And then he goes into hip hop And I just think Where are these kids Coming up with it I mean mm-hmm. how And it's, so it's the audacity It's the invention It's the epiphany of discovery yeah. Hearing a song again Is never as good As hearing a wonderful song For the first time mm. So I just search And search and search The whole time And I share that With my daughter Yeah yeah. So, so she'll say, "Dad, have you heard the new ASAP Rocker? Have you heard that And you just, and it's really,
1: it's, it's. I love it. Have you, have you thought of doing a podcast yourself of John Campbell's hip hop reviews?
0: Yeah. Well, I love music, but I think, I think, I think it's a because it's a safe place for me. Yeah. Then I don't want to make it a public place.
1: Yeah. Good. Good on you. Mate. So,
0: I, so, I, but I, I really love it. And when I'm listening to. Um, you know, Tiny Ruins or Eldis Harding or Sharon Van Etten—very mm. with the new big thief album out. It's very, I like very achingly sad music. Uh,
1: yeah, and I, that's I, yeah. and
0: that's a very safe place too for me. It's, I,
1: I can relate to that because I love my hip hop, especially yeah. conscious rap. Yeah, I, yeah. I I grew yeah, up, so I. yeah, So do I. so do I. I grew up uh, in the eras of like you know Common and Post Def and, mm, mm, and mm. that, and so you see people coming through now really good. Uh, man, who was I listening to? Weirdly enough, I was listening to um, Nipsey Hustle mm. and DJ Khaled. Mm, yeah. They've got this lovely new track that's just come out. Uh, DJ Khaled cracks me up as a genuine hip-hop thing because it's just a, he's, he's a great hype man. I feel mm. like people don't realize he's the new Flavor Flav. Mm. Mm. He's just a big hype man. Well, that's a big produce. rap to call someone the new Flavor I just Every time I hear him on a mm. track, I go, you're slightly insane, mm. but this song is really good. Did you ever see Public Enemy live? No I did Really? Yeah, unbelievable When did you see him? Oh, many, many, many
0: years Oh, so ago. you saw Prime Public yeah, Enemy Yeah, Prime Public Enemy Ooh. Yeah, boy, oh boy And I still think, you know I, um, you know, I still think Fight the Power Oh, incredible In terms of a song, and, you know, Elvis was the hero to most he never it said to me, straight up racist, that's like a was simple and plain, fuck him and John Wayne Yeah I'm black and I'm proud, I'm hyped and I'm amped And then the greatest line, one of the greatest lines in the history of music Yeah Most of my heroes don't appear on those stamps Yeah and in terms of telling the story of what it's like to be black, have your culture appropriated, how the Elvis get rich out of music that was essentially mm. kind of originated by, you know, Chuck or whoever, and, and 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 then to exist in the margins and not even receive the acknowledgement, not even mm. receive the credit. I just thought, wow, that I mean, as a piece as I'm writing, the first time I heard that I thought, Who else is writing music like this? Mm. No white folk are. Huh? Well actually punk rock Yes wrote music like that. Right. That angry. Yeah. And that holding the world to account, that saying, this order is not satisfactory. Mm. But then, since then, I think hip-hop has just owned it,
1: owned the field. And also, I, I'll just say, I think <laughs> the Public Enemy were great storytellers in introducing us who are not African-American yeah. to understand what the African-American experience was. Like, to go, hey... Yeah, me.
0: Yeah. I couldn't be less African-American, could I? And well, suddenly, yeah. you're looking into the window, or you're
1: looking through the window. Yeah, and that's, and that's, I mean, you know... for. Black American people, it's cathartic because they're mm. hearing it, and for the rest of us, it's educational because mm. we go, "Oh man!" Uh, and yeah, that yeah. raw anger, that raw anger, anger. Do you, like you're mm. not renowned for having raw shouty anger. No, I've done it a couple of times, but I know you've got like I know you've got that quiet anger because yeah, I, I see yeah. it, I see it come through. Yeah. Uh, do do yeah. you carry anger? Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely, but I just am good at dealing
1: with it. Yeah. What do you
0: yeah. do? What do you do with it? Oh, just work hard. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, was well, it John Lydon said, anger is an energy, right? Public image Yeah, that. yeah. So you just, so you just, okay. How am I going to pro? So of all the forms of anger, hmm. the most useless is hitting someone. The second hmm. most useless is yelling at someone. So what are the useful forms of anger? And yep. I think it's work. work, 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 work. Just tell the stories. Just tell the stories. So that the thing that's making you angry, uh, angry, at least gets illuminated. The thing that makes me most angry is now is disadvantage. That we don't acknowledge mm. So so the glib kind of shit That life is a level playing field mm-hmm. Or the glib kind of shit That everyone can pull them up by, from themselves up by their bootstraps If mm. only they try hard enough That's just crap mm. Some people actually are so seriously disadvantaged mm. That actually they need Help, or they need the acknowledgement of the impossibility almost. And the other thing is that the people who refuse to acknowledge that and will say things in response to me saying that, they'll say, oh, that's PC gone mad. And I just Mm. think, actually, given that you don't like PC, go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Because, you know, seriously, it's not PC gone mad. Actually, it's just an adult acknowledgement of the fact that life is tougher for some people than others. Mm. How are we going to respond to that?
1: Eating fried chicken in the shower when you have to eat and wash on the go. Are you a Samoan chief yet? No, I'm not. You think do you think they'll make you one? I mean, I, I know Samoans want to, but do you think one of the current Prime Ministers no. in? He will be no, by? no. <laughs> uh,
0: Is I'm it s- weird having the Samoan Prime Minister as a nemesis? Yeah. Although, when, when the All Blacks went to Samoa, mm. and he, he was very kind about the contribution Campbell Live had made to that happening. Oh, really? He was unbelievably generous. I felt immense pride, actually, because I was there, and he... Mm. You thanked us when you were mm. speaking to the everyone in, uh, up here, and uh, the, I felt really proud of that, but yeah, I'm uh, mr. Tuilepa, and I uh, don't necessarily get along
1: <laughs> whatever
0: <laughs> and somehow after the tsunami there were just so many stories you were with a man when he found the body of his three year old girl oh god and you and the awful thing is that you, this is just a shattering moment of and then and then uh, you you know you've got to work, you've got to follow you so you just so you, so you are absolutely present You absolutely immerse yourself in the moment And then you just The only way to survive that is to just
1: keep going forward To just keep going forward To keep working, keep working, keep working Otherwise you drown under the stories Do you have to compartmentalise to to get through that? What's what's your technique for? Work, do more work Do more work Just always so do move more Move on to the next Yeah, because
0: it's the contemplation and the dwelling It's the moment you stop Am I allowed to swear in this show? Yeah, of course you are The moment you stop, you're fucked Right. So if you don't stop, you're not fucked. We literally did Public Enemy about five minutes ago. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did, don't we? Yeah, we did. But you don't, so you just always work. Yeah. Always the
1: energy saves me, I think. Yeah. Is, it, is there a risk of, um, uh, I'm using a term I'm not qualified to use, but psychological accumulation? Absolutely. I would think there's a high risk of that. Do, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Do I you just, just keep de- working. Yeah? Yeah. You don't declutter? No. Right. No, I've never decluttered been a journalist for a long time
0: yeah the clutter's in there the clutter's in my bones now the clutter's like marrow the clutter the stories the sadness the shit you see the injustice the people that you should have been able to help more they're all they're right in my bones now but I don't I don't know what the alternative is you drink or self-medicate or something I don't really I don't recommend it It no no. no I mean I yeah yeah. That's not me being clever, but I don't think it's. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. It's great. I'm I mean, delighted you stopped drinking. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Yeah. And so, so that's not an answer. Getting out of it's not an answer because I need to do journalism. Otherwise, I go nuts. Mm. Becoming cynical is not an answer because you don't want cynical journalists. So what? So you just, I just keep as long as you go forward. Right. But yeah, I mean, there are days. I used to. I used to when I was coming. Sometimes when you travel home from something. Mm. At the end of a long day, or at the end of a sad day, or at the end of a heavy day, and you're on the plane, Mm -hmm. that's when you're really vulnerable. That's when you suddenly, there's nowhere to go. You can't work. There's no one to talk to. There's nothing to do. There's no escape. There's no end. There's nothing. There's no force field of energy you can create to keep the thing, Mm. the the event itself at bay. So, what I was doing was buying. A big packet of jet pains or wine gums or whatever, and just shoving sugar into me. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. eating, no, three yeah. months, just sugaring myself up, right. so that I would just, so that I would just have a sugar energy rush on the plane. Yeah, and then just crash, and when then you just get, get home, and then just go straight to sleep. But I stopped doing that too. Yeah, yeah. When was that? just because you can't eat that much sugar. Well, this is true. Yeah, I mean, I was doing that often if I had a heavy day mm. so that I could get home and be ready to be a civilised or decent or engaged man when I get home.
1: I'd be eating a big one of those 5 or $6 I bags. I mean, if you go to Samoa and come back with diabetes, you're doing a yeah, yeah, that yeah, great yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Do you just move forward now? Is that Constantly. The, is that your main yeah, thing? That's
0: why I had to go back to dailies. Because I left dailies because I thought I had enough of dailies. So I did yeah. seven years on Three News, ten years on Campbell Live and two and a half years on Chip. And I thought, wow, well, I'm exhausted by dailies. But actually, not doing dailies is more exhausting for me. I just have to work. How are you with silence?
1: Uh, not great. Yeah. Is that like something that you worry about, finding those silent moments, or when they come upon you, you just. No. I don't, you know, what
0: did Socrates say? The unexamined life is not worth living. Yeah. I find introspection doesn't serve me very well. Interesting. Yeah, so I just, so I really, this is not me trying to avoid the question or whatever. Yeah. It's just this is a really honest response. As long as I keep working, I'm fine. Right. As long as I, so as long as I can lose myself in the job and do the job as well as I can, and then I can do it again tomorrow and again the next day and again the next day, I'll be fine. It's when I stop that I'll worry about myself.
1: With that in mind, can I ask about when you've left jobs? Yeah.
0: Well, like, well I, I, I hardly ever leave jobs. Well, that's I was a, at TV3 for 24
1: years, yeah. and then the job left me. What happens then? And it was terrible. It was terrible. That, and how's that with your, with your mental health, when, when that kind of thing happens? Because that's a different sort of trauma. That's.
0: Yeah, it is. I think I was just tired. I, think, I, I mean, I, I, for all sorts of reasons, because I, I was, mm. I, because um, One of the problems with, See I'd love to talk to you about that But mm. the problem is then You suddenly read it Getting written up somewhere You know So you do And I just don't, You know I understand that So so it was tough It was really tough My family bought me a dog To keep me company Yeah mm, I've become very fond of the dog I wasn't initially I slightly resented his presence I but, have to change my metaphor You're the John Wick Of yeah, New Zealand yeah, politics yeah, yeah Whoa So I became fond of the dog But I wasn't at first mm. And then and I, and I realised after only a couple of months that the only response was to get back to work. Right. I thought I'd have a break, but I need to get back to work. So I went to RNZ. And then I was at RNZ for a couple of years, and now I'm at TVNZ. But then at TVNZ, I was a roving reporter, but man, there wasn't enough roving and reporting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is, so, yeah. respectfully, it is yeah. New Zealand. One yeah. can only rove and yeah, report. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. So I thought, right, I'm just going to go back to dailies. Right. What about the weather? Could you do, Could you be a weatherman? No. Doesn't the weather does the weather is what it is. The weather is what <laughs> you know what I mean? sometimes it's terribly unfair, but there's no yeah. terrible human injustice in weather, is so it? The weather doesn't weather yeah. doesn't punish people because of their ethnicity or the psycho socioeconomic yeah. Yeah. position. The weather doesn't, you know, r- confirm privilege or Yeah, you can't shine denied. a light no, on the weather. No, no you can't. Yeah. How dare you today, Mr. Sutherland <laughs> How dare
1: you do that? I mean, I'd love to see you do a couple of weather reports yeah, yeah, just to do that. Yeah. Give it a go. Give it a go. Is it, it's, yeah, I'm sorry, I, won't, I won't pressure the, uh, the question anymore. Anyway. I, I think I'm just mainly curious from a, from a mental health point of view, like when, you have, when the silence is forced upon you, when the, when the work is forced upon you, um, how you respond to that. Because it seems to me that if you've got a, a large workload, another thing you're in is control of your environment yeah, right, and yeah, your situation. Yeah, so when yeah. that's taken away from you, yeah, what, what are point. your tactics for, for dealing with that and, and, and coming back to a place of control? Don't know, don't know. Just natural.
0: No, no, just no, just work. Just work. So, uh, are you a workaholic? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe am I a workaholic? Yeah, probably. Yeah, almost certainly, aren't I? <laughs> I don't know many people. I don't. I mean, I work unusually hard. Right. for for, for yeah, and I always have. Mhm. B- because uh, yeah, maybe because I'm a control freak. Maybe because i'm really uptight maybe because i'm a workaholic maybe because i find identity in my work maybe because my work matters to me and i want to do it as well as i possibly can maybe it's the fear of failure or the consequences of failure i think if i don't work hard enough then so all of the above i guess is there a pride is there a pride yeah in the I suppose there was, that wasn't one of the reasons that sprang to mind hmm. i'll often say to people you can trust me mm-hmm. i i will tell the truth i will i will do your truth justice and when afterwards you realise that they think you did, mm-hmm. or when after, when you tell, so when you when you when you manage to shine a light into a corner and people come up to you, you know, four days later and say, "Oh, I never thought of that before. Gosh, yeah. who knew?" That's a good moment. Yeah.
1: Eating fried chicken in the shower. It's always easier to fight the power on a full stomach. You haven't eaten any chicken? I do have to eat more chicken. I'm worried I'm going to end up with, with gout or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that, that would be a workplace injury, wouldn't it? Would it be a work- <laughs> workplace injury? <laughs> yeah. It's ACC. Unless, no, but it's not ACC no. because it's sustained exposure to chicken. That's <laughs> not ACC. <laughs> what you need is a piece of chicken to fall on your foot. <laughs> the and then that's ACC. Oh,
1: it would well, uh, yeah. just
0: be the final episode. It would yeah. be like, oh, there's
1: chicken. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no, my foot, no, my This is why my big toe yeah, hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dear ACC. One of the things you're known for is as man on the spot. You, yeah. You see it and you go, like that shine a light thing. Yeah. You, you get the torch and you yeah, go running yeah, towards I do. that. Yeah, I do. You keep going back into these big, yeah, yeah, these big trauma yeah, things. Yeah, I do. So I want to I ask you why. Yeah, why do I keep going back? Why do you keep going back? Because, like, heck, man... I don't know if you're aware, but that's some pretty serious shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I have friends in media who've who've seen, you know, they work with raw footage. Yeah. Not the stuff we see on TV, the raw stuff. Yeah. And you're there live.
0: Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I was at the CTV building all night. Mate. I got there late because Mm -hmm. we had to get down from Auckland, but I was there all night. And in Samoa, I was there, and you see, you Mm -hmm. see people, you see... Bodies and all that kind of stuff. Why do you go back? It's not you don't go back for that. I'm not one of those. I'm not a storm chaser. Mm. You just go back because people tell you their stories. Mm. And the amazing thing is, I can I do it for so long now. Mm. I've been doing it for so long that when I turn up, if I turn up and you just go and you just go, oh, as a Samoan person? Mm. You'll probably call me Campbell. Yeah, yeah. See you again. It's Campbell. It's, it's Campbell. 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 And so uh, Pacifica, I always know you can. When people yell out in the street, yeah, 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 that if someone goes, oh, Campbell live, almost certainly Pacifica. Yeah, if someone goes, oh, there's that asshole they're almost certainly a certain type of white guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, and then people who are just, you know. So anyway, you turn up and then people think, he, yeah, I'm going to tell him my, I'm going to tell him my story. I'm going to tell him my story because they know. So, you know, it's boy. That's a privilege. It's a boy. Mm. It's a. When people tell you their story, when they trust you and you do their trust justice, mm. it, what an incredible, you know, I don't know, people, always, I don't know, it's a privilege. It's an amazing experience. Is there a
1: weight? Is there a weight that comes yeah, with it?
0: Responsibility comes with it. Yeah. You can't be, you can never be reckless with them, with people. Not with people who've, not with pe- and certainly not. The thing I like least in journalism is when people punch down. Mm. I don't like it.
1: Uh, this we share in comedy as well Yeah, it's a similar yeah
0: that's right It's mm. It's identical yeah. f- In fact, punching down is not funny, is it? No, no It shouldn't be mm. No and, and, f- and different people can punch down in different ways If you're, if you're gay, you can use the word queer If mm. you're African-American, you can If you want to use the N-word that, mm. So th- there's different ways that you can reflect The experience of your communities But I, the experience I have as a privileged, middle-class, well-paid white man Is mm. that well, any punching down I do is going to be revolting Mm. And grotesque and inappropriate
1: So you have to be You have to be respectful to people's lives But I mean when you go into a situation Is there a part of your brain that goes uh, You know back in the day Would you have been like I better have the jet planes ready or when I uh when I'm flying back from this. Or... Yeah, probably. Or the jet, or during the day, the jet planes. But it's like Or really
0: swearing. Or just get into the car. Yeah, and just, yeah, and just, just let loose. And the I'll tell you what, I talked about a car being a safe place. Mm-hmm. A car's a really safe place with the crew.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So you would just get in the car with the crew and you'll just everyone will just uh oh, just the foulest, most appalling, yeah. completely inappropriate language. What the you know, yeah. and then you get back to base and you've got it it's all gone and you're ready to go again. You're ready to edit. Right. Or you go in or the editors, the editors I work with either constantly I'm just going, fuck. You know, or yeah. but then you
1: just the work. The work saves you. The work always saves oh, you. See But that's what we were talking about before when you were like, Oh, I don't really have a way of flushing it out. That yeah, sounds like a yeah, flush to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it's a big it's big noise, a lot yeah. of noise in the car. Is that, do you work with the same crew? You got you got a On that, Campbell Live,
0: we work with was on Campbell Live in Christ in Auckland and in Christchurch, where we did a lot of this work. Yeah, there's a small number of full-time camera people that you work with over and over. And you trust them, you trust man, you trust them, yeah. you trust their judgment, you trust that they're gonna behave decently, mm. you trust that they're gonna not get in people's faces, you trust that they have at the same time you think mm-hmm. you know, James is crumbling now, and we need yeah, to yeah. get the fuck out of here. We yeah, need to yeah, yeah. you know, where this is no longer appropriate to roll in his face. You understand that your cameraman or woman is having exactly the same thought and it's just starting to pull back sometimes they've even just unilaterally buttoned off
1: and you absolutely know the people you're working with so with someone like you who's got like a massive stressful job is that really important to have camera crew yeah I'm thinking camera crew I'm thinking like look even if you're in an office and you've got a a high price job having that circle around you of people yeah people you can totally trust you can look at and not just trust from a a work point of view but with your own mental state who see you and go, yeah you're right
0: and you don't hear the stories back yeah you don't so you don't hear the stories being. I think of a guy like Grant Van who was a cameraman on *Campbell Live*, mm. and we. Or Jonesy, or, you know, I don't know, you travel the world with him. Grant, Grant was young, so he called me Big Dog, and I called him Little Dog. <laughs> Great. And we would listen, and we would get in the car and just put up hip hop, just blasting hip hop. <laughs> and he'd say, Have you heard this one, dog? And I'd go, No, dog, play me this one. And I'd say, Have you heard this one? Just full knacker, just almost screaming along with the lyrics. Yeah. And in the 20 minutes it took you to get back to bass or wherever you were cutting, if we were on the road and somewhere in the world or whatever, everything is kind of. Ah, you've launched the boil out. It goes <laughs>
1: eating fried chicken in the shower. 1989. A number. Another summer. Get down. Sound of a funky drummer. I'm
0: just going to wait now. i eat some chicken, James. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding yeah, yeah, I know. There's also, I think, under the Fair Trade Descriptions Act, given the title of this podcast, you actually have to eat some chicken.
1: You just can't not just fucking don't sit here with us as a prop. Come into safe Space and yeah. call me out on chicken, John Campbell. Oh, no, but
0: you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't sit, just sit here with us as a prop.
1: <laughs> I don't care if you're a Samoan chief, don't you? Yeah, up.
0: yeah. Samoan chief. Would you take the title? Fuck yes, in a heartbeat. It's, I love Samoa. I don't know exactly. why. do I love Samoa so much? Why do I love it? Because we're the best. <laughs> it's, it's Samoans aren't- And I say that to you as a Samoan. <laughs> but Samoans aren't you know, sycophantic. <laughs> <laughs> un- you know, like, you yeah. know, when Herm Bay yeah. goes to Fiji. Yeah. So anybody goes to Fijian and they say, oh, they love your children. Oh, the Fijians, they <laughs> love your children. No, they fucking, they might love your children. <laughs> but actually you're paying them 20 bucks an hour to look after the children and they know what side their bread's buttered on. <laughs> no one ever says that about Samoa, do they? No one ever says, oh, the Samoans love your children. Because well, actually the Samoans love their own children. Hmm. But then, so I quite like, I like the fact someone's got a bit of strut, like yeah. fucking chest out, we're yeah, the I mean, men, we're right. the women. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: You're very self-aware, do you know oh, that?
0: It's come to me lately.
1: Come to you lately?
0: Yeah.
1: How did it come to you?
0: Oh, I don't there wasn't a it wasn't a
1: Just a just a gradual thing that's developed over the years? Yeah, I just realised. I had it
0: took me a long time to understand. Mm-hmm. That's why I look at some other broadcasts and I'm not gonna name them. I'm mm-hmm. really not. Well, Even no. if and I think to myself Don't you bring that heat to eating fried chicken in no, the show? No, no. But I think to myself, you don't know what it's like to not be you. Mm. And I think because I've worked so much in the field and I have uh, that you, I suddenly, well, not suddenly, incrementally over the past 20 years have had an understanding of what it's like to not have a life like mine. And, it, and life is not, life is a profoundly unlevel playing field. And if we don't understand that and acknowledge it, we're either thick or we're lacking in empathy. And, it take, and all the time, I have to remind myself, all the time, and, you, and all the time I have to say, well, that would be my expectation or my experience, but what about people who aren't like me? And all the time I have to remind myself to remember that mm. this is that that, that people, men like me have built the world in our image and created power structures mm. that reflect and preserve our position and you just have to all the time. And there, well, there wasn't a moment. I, I can't... I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't remember a single... Lightning bolt moment Because mm. 20 years You've been doing this Journalism Yeah 30 years this year 30 years this year Is that right 1989 I started at As a cadet Amazing 30 years Boy cadetships Are grounding things So you do the The, sh- the work No one else wants to do I did that for two years And then TV3 offered me a job
1: Yeah In 91 So
0: we, What were you trained
1: in What's your background uh, Who are you John Campbell
0: Yeah I did an Honours degree In English Lit English lit, yeah. You're an English lit major, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love English lit. Did you do? Did you like go into that from high school?
0: Yeah, straight to VET
1: from high school. Straight to VET from high school. Uh, English lit. Uh. Oh, god. What like Chaucer and no modern, modern English. Oh, modern English. Lit. Yeah,
0: m- mostly. I mean, English lit's a bit of a misnomer. American lit's my thing. I love it. Oh, what like yeah. Um,
1: Fitzgerald? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. The novelists,
0: yeah. the poets. Yeah, yeah. W- William Carlos Williams and e. Yeah. e. Cummings and yeah, yeah. I just love. I love. You know, I love. The way they had, you know, the you know the red wheelbarrow. William Carlos Williams, so much depends upon the red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. And when he wrote that, poetry was still about rarefied and high things. It was still mm. about big concepts, religion or God or, you know, and people said, well, how can that possibly be a poem? That's not a poem. He says, it's a poem because I say it is. So in a way, Cummings and William Carlos Williams and stuff were as revolutionary as Picasso and Miro. They were kind of reinventing what, you know, the possibility mm. for and so, and I remember just thinking, wow, the audacity of calling that a poem. Isn't that exciting? Because I was, very well, I was very well behaved. I was a very good boy. Do you think that feeds into your love of hip-hop and innovation? Yeah, maybe. I, might, I mean, the really exciting thing about uh, hip-hop is that this is...
1: Oh. Ooh. There we go. That's, Ooh. My, that's, that's our little alarm that we've been talking uh, without right. moving. Right. I have to keep eating chicken. All right, the right, the right. Side. So, that, so that, um, I also love the, a cliffhanger.
0: So this is. um, Imagine if I'd been dead. Then imagine the light (laughs) coming down. Just fucking sitting here on your own, and you're just. My God, who done that? And then the curtain, the curtain, a little rustle and then you. Imagine, fuck, what a podcast that'd be. I would have. I'll tell you what though. Just if that happens, I'd open with that scene. I wouldn't fucking. I wouldn't put it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: John Campbell dies (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Keep listening to find out how it happened. Fucking hell. With a new soundtrack from Tyler, the Creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The (laughs) four. Oh, God. The amount of national voters we get listening to this podcast Mm. straight off that. Imagine.
0: He killed killed
1: John My God. We always knew he was... David Seymour calling me up. What was the secret?
0: Yeah. We always knew he
1: was one of us. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it was the blue gown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The blue smoke. I mean, I know you're pretending this is a dressing gown, but it looks what? like a smoking jacket, doesn't it? It does.
1: It does. I think mm. that's why I've got... I mean, it is a dressing gown, but I, I, I think I've got mm. one that looks like a smoking jacket. You know, you walking know. that line. You look were. like something from Brideshead Revisited, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Jeremy Irons <laughs> of, uh, of Radio yeah, yeah, New Zealand. Yeah yeah, 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 I'm just walking in going, tell me, tell me uh, of your faults. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. That's, uh, no, I find that kind of fascinating because at school... Do you like? Were you interested in journalism? No, I didn't even know. I
0: didn't really. I never thought about it ever. I, sp- I went to Wellington College, and that wasn't great for me. Right? Yeah. That, yeah. It was old school back in those days. I mean, you right mm. I, You know, people. People who. Rail against political correctness and all of that Mm. Forget what an ugly, awful, Mm. (laughs) lacking in generosity where we were People who were nostalgic for New New Zealand in the past Mm. Aren't brown Mm -hmm. and aren't gay and aren't women by and large I mean really the only people who are nostalgic are white folk (laughs) For whom, you know, actually they don't really like the process of sharing the sandpit basically Mm. And so, and Welling College was Look, I think probably I could have tried way harder to fit in when I, and I, so I sensed that I was a slightly square peg And a slightly round hole, and so I deter, I made myself even, you know. The, mm. But you know, the strap and the cane. Did you get a strap and cane? Yeah, of course. And you just think,
1: <laughs> well, you just that, think that's what? a year, of course. I don't think anyone thinks of John Campbell getting the strap and the and cane. You just except think, maybe Helen Clark. Well,
0: but yeah, and you but you, you think, who is this person? Well, then some guy's caning my ass with a piece of bamboo. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> And maybe, I don't know, maybe some kind of tiny latent sense of mm. power, unbalance. I don't know whether that made me. But I went to Victoria University and I discovered student radio. Right. And the joy. Did
1: you do student radio?
0: Yeah, I was Sparky Plug. You were Sparky Plug? On Radioactive with my friend Jimmy Scott, who was Friendly Brains. You
1: were Radioactive? Yeah, I yeah. I had no idea.
0: Oh, yeah, shit, it was so much fun.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what was your, um, what was your time, time slot?
0: We did alternative rugby commentaries. You did alternative rugby commentaries? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did them in the 80s. Amazing. We really did. We did alternative rugby commentaries with a very heightened sense of homoeroticism. <laughs> Because, I mean, really, is there, more, is, there more, is there a more homoerotic game in the world than rugby? No, not men at Men lying it. on a beautiful fit, live, sweating men lying on top of There way.
1: is an amazing Scottish commentator. He used to do the most amazing calls. He'd really get into discussing the body parts. Yeah, yeah. You know, sweat glistening yeah, off the thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His buns are clenched down yeah. across. You know,
0: great stuff. Yeah. Which is, what I think, why there was so much homophobia in rugby, because they knew that
1: what, what they were doing actually. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, we don't have a gay or black yet, but it's got to come.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, we don't have an openly gay no. or black yet, but it's got... You know.
0: It's funny, isn't it, the interest gay all blacks? I mean, there's lots of gay, gay gay women in the black ferns, right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, we're like, no one gives a shit. No. They're like, oh, yeah, that's yours. Yeah, oh, isn't that nice? We wish them well. Yeah. But there's this obsession with when the first gay all black was kind of weird, isn't it? It's this Victorian obsession with men
1: having sex with each other. Like. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's the, it's the weird curtains. the pink curtains yeah, where yeah, you come yeah, down yeah, in New yeah, Zealand yeah. rugby. yeah. Do you get much death threats when you are doing homoerotic rugby comedy? No, because there was only seventy-three people listening in the radio. I mean, there was, a, there was a
0: smallest audience. I mean, honestly, and it was it, it was uh, it was radioactive. So the only
1: people listening were other students. I think oh, amazing. Uh, John Campbell, is there anything else uh, as we come to our close? Is there anything else you'd like to share in the shower? Like what? I don't know. Anything on your mind? Th- this, is a med- this is a mental health thing, right? It's a mental health thing. Anything that, anything... Look, it's my safe space, mate, but you've come into well, it, and we're talking I, yeah. mental health, but is there anything that you feel about mental health that we haven't covered that you'd, you'd like no, to I, No, I've
0: enjoyed... I mean, I don't know what I've said. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I think the thing that I always say to people, this is when, you, you know, you're talking to a young journalism student, and I mm. say, what, is, what have you got that no one else has got? Mm. And they fossick around, and they say, you know, I'm Samoan or something. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, there's not a huge number of Samoans, but there's mm-hmm. a few hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's not the thing, or, or you know, or I'm. I don't know. I'm uh, have a physical disability or whatever, but no. And I say, and this is my obsession now, that you are the only you there is. That, and I'm sorry, this is such a glib thing to say. No, no, But I think that the more we understand the importance of authenticity mm-hmm. and the uniqueness of our particular selves, mm-hmm. the safer we'll be. And the more we celebrate it, the more we say it's okay to be you. Mm. And being you doesn't mean that you've got to pretend to be me. Mm. Being you means that you actually have the right to wear a hoodie in London, right? right? The more we allow ourselves the critical, singular importance of being true to ourselves, the fewer mental health problems we'll have, I think. And the, and, the, and the more we liberate people from expectations, from conformity, the more we say to people, you know, it's great to be you and I'm grateful for you then the safer we'll be and the fewer alcoholics we'll have, (laughs) fewer suicides we'll have. I genuinely believe that. Which doesn't mean you can allow people to be an arsehole. But it does mean you can allow people to be themselves. Right? Right. So that's our obligation. That's That's why I spend my entire time, even though I speak non-stop, thinking just today try and shut the fuck up
1: <laughs> <laughs> no not here this is the one place come in here look anytime you've had a hard day at breakfast come you and just yeah, call yeah, us yeah. up you come down, come down to the down. shower swear your See, ass just, off mate yeah, we'll y- put on y- some y- hip it's almost like he's a white guy
0: so full of shit where do you live London <laughs> yeah. so if I have a hard day at breakfast and I call you and I so when to come sit down in the shower I'll, f- you'll be, you'll be I'll saying, fly over Will you?
1: I'll, be there, I'll be there in 24 hours right. mate we'll, Will get, you? we'll yeah. get the shower we'll get some new land chicken don't you you sound like my cousins now. <laughs> you sound like my cousins. You are Samoan. God damn it. John Campbell, thanks, thanks. thanks very much for thanks your time. For mate. Me. Thanks for having me. Thanks it's for coming in, man. Thank you for um, love being in your shower. Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower was produced by Charlie Bleakley and presented by me, James Nokise. The engineer is Blair Stagpole. The executive producers are Justin Gregory and Tim Watkin. Subscribe to our podcast, however you just found this podcast. Or if you're listening on the radio, go to RNZ's podcast page and look for the chicken. And when you're rating us, only give us five stars. Remember, more stars, more chicken. If you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nukise. If you need support, text 1737. Or for more resources on mental health, check the Fried Chicken webpage on the RNZ website. Faftailava Matewa.
0: Botox Cosmetic, Ata Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.